0: This is the Lunar Lab Podcast with Becca Piastrelli and Maya Toll. Join us as we navigate the trenches of conscious business and try to balance our spirits and our spreadsheets without losing our minds. Join the
1: sacred, raw, and very real lunacy. To get information on us and today's episodes, go to www.thelunarlab.com. And now on to today's show, where we're going to be talking about the new moon in Cancer, and this wonderful little little tidbit that I only discovered this year, even though I've been working with the moon for over a decade at this point. Wow, I'm I'm giving away my age wow. here. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, the The new moon is always in the same sign as the sun. So if we're in Sun in Cancer, the new moon is also in Cancer. So that makes it really easy to keep track of what sign the new moon is in. So we're going to be talking about the new moon in Cancer. First, before we do that, we're going to go back to last week's challenge and reflect on our successes with that. Uh, Then we're going to talk about this new moon in Cancer and the energetics of that in particular and for those of you who, who follow astrology, you know that cancer is a water sign and that it has a lot to do with nurturing and mothering. So we're going to be talking about mommy issues in our business. <laughs> then we'll do our quick fire questions and we'll get to an actionable at the end of the podcast. I think, Becca, we can knock out our uh, reflection on our challenge from, from last week pretty quickly because I had actually said last week that... I couldn't get it done in, in a week. And you've been on vacation, right?
0: I've been on vacation. I went camping in Big Sur with my man and was at a wedding. So um, the
1: Facebook Live is coming. It's, just an, it's a not yet. Yeah. So for those of you listening, think about how you did with whatever challenge you set yourself. And we'd actually love to hear about these things. So feel free to tag us on Facebook or to head over to thelunarlab.com and put a comment on the episode. But let's dive in, Becca, to talking about cancer yes. and, and mommy issues. Yes. You know, this is- <laughs> I mean,
0: it's so real. I'm so glad we're talking about this because I think it's so real.
1: So just, just to be clear for all of you, we talked a lot about um, kind of the, the mother archetype. And what that looks like and what that looks like in our business. And so the things that we're going to be covering today are martyrdom, overgiving, um, boundaries, boundaries, overhand holding. Yeah. What else is on the list back? That's really
0: understanding it. what nurturing is, how yeah. we nurture, how we under or over nurture ourselves and others.
1: And I don't know if you guys can hear that in the background. I live near a university, and they're testing the emergency um, the emergency system. So every once in a while, there's this loud tone and then this, like, garbly male voice. So I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm sitting in here with all the windows closed. And in a very on a hot summer day. So, yeah. so sorry. Imper- imperfect action, I think. Yeah, and talk about imperfect action. Beck and I discovered that in the last podcast, I hadn't had my mic turned on. So it was like all through the computer. I was like, why do I sound so horrible? She's like, I bet your mic's not turned on. So, you know, sometimes we just have to kind of left, right, left, right, and put it out into the world anyway. Yeah. So shall we dive
0: into this? Yes, please. I'd love for you to explain a little bit more about this doing business by the moon and biodynamic business um, from this grounded place of, okay, right now the new moon is in cancer.
1: For those of you who have no clue what biodynamic agriculture is, it was developed by a guy named Rudolf Steiner. And the idea is that what's going on in the heavens has something to do with what's going on down on Earth. And I'll be honest with you, I thought this was... Am I allowed to say S-H-I-T on a podcast? You you can, you can. Bullshit! Yeah! (laughs) Yeah, I really, when I first heard this, I was like, really? Who cares whether the moon's in Scorpio or whatever? Um, But then I started to look at some of the science around the moon, and the moon pulls the tides. So the water table changes when we're in a full moon or when we're, you know, when we're in a new moon. It's actually high in both full moon and new moon. So the moon has a a really big effect on water, and any sailor can tell you that that affects tides and and the ocean. So once I realized that there actually was trackable cause and effect, then I started to think, huh, maybe I'm just being a little closed-minded here. Um, Maybe we live in a great, big, huge universe where things actually affect each other, even though our science hasn't gotten to the place where it can detect it yet. So whether you're a hardcore believer or you're stepping into kind of willing suspension of disbelief, either way is cool. What's great about starting to think about the travels of the moon in relationship to your business is it allows you to do batching, which is something that a lot of business coaches talk about. um, And it gives you some structure for your batching. So here's the deal. The moon moves into a new sign of the zodiac every two to three days. So if you picture a giant pizza pie with 12 slices, that's all the different signs of the zodiac. And then the moon is traveling around the edge. The moon's traveling around the crust of your pizza and moving through these different signs. And the energetics change here on earth when the moon moves into a different sign. Okay. So whether you believe that the energetics actually change or not, you can kind of put that to the side and say, okay, there's this really cool way of batching within my business and creating work that should be done and shouldn't be done on any given day. And let me tell you, it is such a huge relief to have some work that just is not appropriate on certain days. So when I was studying in Ireland with a traditional healer, we did all biodynamic farming and um, we would weed on fire days. So if it was an earth day or a water day, we wouldn't weed. And it was great. It was such a relief not to have to weed every day, right? Um, I think that one of the things that can feel really overwhelming in my business is there's so much work to do. And if it all has to be done right now, then there's just no way to sort it out. It's just an overwhelming mess. Um, so this is just a way of of sorting. And here's the the basics. And I just want to pause and say, Beck and I have talked about this, and we feel like there's um, kind of like level one and level two. There's baby steps and and super experienced with all of us. So if this is the first time you're hearing it, let it just kind of like wash over you and take it in. Um, and when we get to action steps, we're going to give you something easy to do. And if you're someone who's been following the moon for a really long time, this might give you a different way of, of working within your business. So here's my little breakdown during fire days, when our energy is really high and outward, those are, those are creative days. Those are days for writing new courses, writing sales copy, um, If you're a person who has like a a retail bricks and mortar, it's a great day for redoing displays, like things that are gonna be seen. Air signs are for for thought. (laughs) So it's a great time to do the books. It's a great time to think about marketing plans, to think about any long-term planning um, where you have to kind of get strategic, okay? You can also do long-term planning during Earth because Earth is about systems and structures. So some of this, like you can see how there's some crossover and it just depends how you think and feel about things. Like for me, accounting is like pure systems and structure. I don't think about it as thinking. I think about it as like kind of the structures that hold everything up. But if you think about it as like fun mind games, then it's air work for you. If you think about it as structure, then it's earth work. Okay. So this is not a set in stone system, this is a way to think about your business and you have to apply your thoughts to it. Okay. And so water days and water is, um, what we're moving into with this new moon, with cancer, with the moon coming into cancer, water days are for letting things percolate. They're for reflection. They're for receptivity. Um, they're for tapping into your own emotions and how you're feeling about things. It's, it's a very intuitive sign. Does that resonate for you, Becca?
0: Yes, it's it's amazing because we have been talking about this for so long and I have yet to implement a system that goes by this. So I'm like, that's so great we're telling people to do this. I should do this. Yes, it totally resonates because I can feel in my body there are certain days where where it's just like I'm trying to do like the books for my business and I'm just like hitting sludge. Like it's not happening. Whereas if I what I really want to be doing is writing, you know, and for me to pay attention to where the moon is in the sky, also seasonally where we are. There are so many, you know, this is just cycles and seasons of the planets and nature and the heavens and to see where we are in all areas of the life, also where I am in my own moon cycle, um, that all sort of ties into like energies and where, where I can have them flow. And I am a chronic context switcher. I am a That's like what I talk about. I have a lot of things on my plate and I am one of those people that really loves the idea of batching, um, and also resists the idea of batching. But if I can use batching in alignment with like the energies that are present, the energies that are true, which I can very much feel as like someone who's tuned into it, who's sensitive to it. I mean, to me, that feels like rocket fuel for my business and also
1: like deep peace (laughs) at the same time. Yeah. And you know, I would I like, it was all I could do not to go, Ooh, Ooh, when you were talking, because I, I had a little bit of a realization, which is what I tell people to do, what I tell my witch campers to do with, um, the moon is to just keep a journal and track it, yeah. track how you feel on different days. And so I think that that would actually be the very best place to start within your business too, because like, depending on how you feel about different activities, um, they're going to come up on different days for you. So if you can kind of track for a couple months what you like to do on different days, like just what you're feeling like doing, did you wake up wanting to write or did you wake up wanting to organize? And I think it's really easy. Like we kind of get flippant and we say, Oh, I love X, Y, Z, whatever it is for you. I love writing. I never want to organize, but I know there are days that I wake up And I'm not into organizing, but I wake up some days and I'm like, there is nothing I want more than to clean my office and organize my files. Like it's just, it feels right that day. Um, So I think that starting to track it just on a calendar that has the moons on it. And I love the We Moon calendar for that.
0: I love that too. I got it from you when I did um, Witch Camp in the fall and it's a beautiful calendar and it's been the best way for me to track it.
1: Yeah. I really, I love the wee moon calendar. Some people like the Llewellyn witches calendar. I just like visually it's not as much to my taste, but people seem to really love one or the other. And I think it has to do with your visual aesthetic. So um, if you look at wee moon and it's not for you, definitely look at the Llewellyn witches calendar. Both have the sign that the moon is in. And so then if you just put a little tiny note in your calendar each day about what felt really good to do that day you know, today I really wanted to talk to clients or today I really wanted to do some marketing copy. Um, you can start to track for yourself, which signs resonate with which activity Yeah. The thing is, right. Everything works better. If you figure out how it resonates for you, instead of just taking someone else's system and slapping it on.
0: Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, totally. Um, I feel like we should talk a little bit more about why we said mommy issues (laughs) and I feel like we should talk about cancer. Yeah. Let's talk about where we're at now.
1: Let's talk about cancer. So the sign of cancer, um, has a lot to do with nurturing. Every sign has its energy. And so cancer is a very watery sign. It's expansive. It has to do with, um, house and home and nurturing and growing and being receptive. So, that's mommy stuff, right? Like I think, I think of cancer as the mommy of the Zodiac or at least the mother archetype. It doesn't necessarily mean that's how your mommy behaved, but the mother archetype for sure. Um, so this is such a great topic because as business owners, we're constantly in this tug of war between serving other people and saving a little of us for us. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. If we can see ourselves as like the mother of our own lives, right. Of our own journey of our own destiny. It can feel like I said that I'm a chronic context switcher. And sometimes I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be mothering here. And there are some areas where I find myself over mothering, or I mean, another way to say it is over committing, overdoing maybe I'm not having a boundary. Um, and there are some areas that I'm under mothering, you know, I'm not drinking enough water. I'm not taking a break. I'm not taking the weekends off. Um, it could even work with clients, you know, that client that you find you're not setting boundaries with, or, um, you're letting them sort of, you feel like you're energetically being bullied by them and you're not sort of being a stand and, mothering yourself and maybe mothering them a little bit and showing them what feels good and healthy for you so there's shadow sides and positive sides to this archetype to this sign but I think it's really powerful especially for female business owners who are in this conscious space who want to walk like this path of running a business in alignment with themselves with their souls with the with the planet Um, I think this is this is an edge for a lot of us, for a lot of us. And we could probably, I mean, it really bleeds over into money too, which is probably a different podcast or episode altogether. But this understanding of serving in exchange for money um, and then where our boundaries are and where we need to mother a little bit less and where we need to mother a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that mothering can turn into martyrdom pretty easily. And I think that there are a lot of women who are martyrs in their businesses, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. just trying really, really hard to give everything and be everything to everyone. And then you get kind of the, the swing back, which is when they kind of get to the point where they're like, I can't do this anymore. And all of a sudden, you know, you have to go through seven secretaries to get to them because, they're, they're protecting themselves really from themselves, from what they had set up for themselves. Um,
0: yes. I just want to say, I've seen that in, in women in my community, um, in masterminds I've taken, I have seen that pendulum swing. It's, it's martyrdom breeds resentment,
1: Mm -hmm. breeds
0: the prison. And, um, that's a very hard place to dig yourself out of, I will say.
1: Yeah, and I think that what happens is you end up alienating people. Um, people justify it by saying, oh, well, my coach said that I should have 57 VAs and yeah. I should never answer my own email. An
0: autoresponder <laughs> that says, you know, <laughs> I'm <laughs> always unavailable.
1: <laughs> right. I will never talk to you. Um, yeah, and I've, I have had that myself. I went through a period where I just felt like every time I stuck my head up, somebody was picking at me. Somebody wanted some little piece of my energy. And so I just stopped sticking my head up. You know, I got to the, just leave me alone and talk to my proxies. And I've I've backed off of that, but I've been able to back off of it by being really clear about my boundaries, what I do and what I don't do, and putting it in writing. So that when people are taking a course with me or, um, you know, even my Facebook group, we always end up talking about Facebook. Yeah you know, I I make it very clear. This is run by the counselors. This is not where you're going to find me. Uh, and people have, have actually said to me that really helps knowing where we're going to find you and where we're not is super helpful. So I think that the more you can really understand for yourself where you want to be and where you don't so that you can explicate it, the better off that's going to be.
0: And I will say to those of you who are in the sort of early stages of your business, there's this like hustle mindset. Don't get me even started on the word hustle, but this this like chase the work, you know, like there's the first one to two years of the business where you're like experimenting and you're trying to find the source of revenue. You need to like, you know, you need to make money. And so that is a part of the journey for most beginning entrepreneurs. And that is a danger zone for this for this overcommitment, for this not understanding boundaries, for this giving too much of self. Um, and it's, I think it's really beautiful to step over that line and to realize you've stepped over that line and then to step back and create the structure. In some ways, I think it's an important part of the entrepreneurial process to, to know your limits and then to design your business and your life so that you are aware of that
1: moving forward. Yeah, I think that that's brilliant. One of the things that I wanted to mention was the language that we put around giving. I had a conversation the other day with a woman that I I absolutely adore. She she has managed to run more than one very large business. She's in the seven-figure income range, and she's just so grounded and so thoughtful, and she often talks about conscious business and spiritual business and and what it means to her. And one of the things that she said to me, because I was <laughs> I was going off about Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm seeing a theme here, Maya. Yeah, I was about to say, are we seeing a theme? I, and what I was saying about Twitter was, I every time I go into Twitter, I just feel like people are yelling at me. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone's kind of screaming their wares. It feels like you're in the the market and the fishmonger is yelling at you to buy fish and the cheese person's yelling at you to buy cheese. Um, and I said to her, how do you stand it? And she said, just keep thinking about being of service. And I both loved that. And then I reflected on it a bit later and I thought, you know, that's one of those buzz phrases that I think gets us in trouble. And I think that sometimes we throw up a buzz phrase without thinking about it very, very carefully. Even if I'm putting up roomy quotes on Facebook, on on Twitter, Mm -hmm. is adding to the noise there being of service? You know, I think it's really easy to just step into the, you know, I am being of service. I'm giving people information that they want and need. But I do think we have to, you know, take it one step further. And first of all, say, are you? And second of all, say, is the time and energy that I'm spending on this personally nurturing enough people that it nurtures me back, right? Because there's a little bit of an energy exchange, at least I think there should be with this mothering archetype where you're nurturing people and they're giving you some love back. And then you're putting that love back out into the world and, and you're in a cycle, you're in a flow. But if you get to the point where what you're doing is instead being of service by like pushing information out into the world and calling
0: that service
1: and calling that service, right? Yeah. Um, if you're not in that loop, if you're not in that cycle, are you really in service?
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. You're kind of blowing my mind here because I, you're right. You're right. And I've picked up on that energy in Twitter or even on Facebook, um, anywhere I see people, um, promoting and it somehow feels a little bit out of alignment. You know, you read someone's thing and, uh, you know, whether it's a post or newsletter and you're like, like, it just feels a little bit funny. Um, and I think to me, it's like the energy of an email or, um, or any sort of copy where you can tell like they're depleted or in some way it feels like they're out of alignment, you know, and a lot of that is learning how to like copyright authentically and be come from a place of like, I truly feel generous and, and like filled up and resourced enough to be giving this to you and feeling okay to give it to you and not like it takes away from me. Uh, and that's taken me a long time to pick up on with other people and realize for myself, really, and that's when it resonates with my audience. I mean, I, I'm assuming it does for you too, Maya, where when I give from that place where I'm more grounded, I'm less like my nervous system isn't shot and I'm not ex- Expecting something in return. Certainly if I have a launch, you know, I want I'm calling in money and I'm I'm looking to serve these people and for them to give me money back, but it's this energy of like I am so honored and excited to invite you into this space and I feel good about it and I feel taken care
1: of. Yeah. Yeah. It's something interesting to think about because I think that we do get strung out and and it's you know it's back to that mother archetype. We think that we're taking care of the masses. But are we? So are you ready for our rapid fire? Man, I'm space, just like, space, space, space. <laughs> I got to switch gears because that was like really powerful for me. Okay. Um, I, have, I have a really good one for you, though. The, okay. the segue one. Okay. Okay. Becca, what do you do to relax?
0: I walk outside my house um, under the redwood
1: trees. Mm. What's your favorite podcast? Oh, my gosh. Right now. Not, not always and forever. Startup by Gimlet Media. Ooh, I don't know that one. It's okay. so good. And what's your favorite thing about being your own boss?
0: That I get to choose. In every moment from some little choice, like, like uh, do I work from home today or do I go on a walk right now? Or do I cancel that meeting? To um, what I create and, and who I who I serve and who I talk to and that I can meet you and say, let's do a podcast together that I'm, I'm choosing. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Winter or summer winter. Hmm.
1: Um, what was your first job? My first on the books job was working at a Benetton, which I actually became the assistant manager of when I was in high school. So I don't know if, like, again, I'm dating myself. No, I know Benetton. Benetton. It had like all sweaters all the time. <laughs> um, but before that I babysat and I I taught horseback riding from a pretty young age.
0: Mm. I'm not surprised you became a manager. That's awesome. Okay. What gets you out of bed in the morning?
1: Tea. I love tea. I'm a little bit of a tea junkie. Like it's a, it's a little bit sad, but yeah, I have my Coors and my assams, and I love to just wake up. I wake up for tea. I do. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. No, and it doesn't.
0: I, uh, I get it.
1: And I, I know you were going for the larger philosophical thing, but the truth is, I wake up for tea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was, and then I heard it, and that pause was me being like, "No, that's perfect." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, with the the new moon in Cancer, we wanted to focus for the next week on these kind of watery ideas of receptivity, mothering in our business, what that looks like. And so, our challenge for ourselves and for you if you choose to join us is simply to create some space for this reflection. Now, if you're a person who knows how to read an ephemeris, and if you're going like, what's an ephemeris, then you don't know how to read one and you don't have to worry about it. But if you're a person who knows how to read an ephemeris and you want to check out which days are water days this month, then you can do this type of reflection regularly on water days. But if you don't know what an ephemeris is, please don't try to read one without a little primer. They're, They're difficult. And Just stick with the the entry level. And I think actually Becca and I are going to stick with the entry level this month because we're both, you know, trying to get into new habits. And so the entry level is make some space for reflecting on these issues this month and see how that feels.
0: Yeah. And I just want to say it's making some space for receptivity and reflection on mothering in your, in your business. I feel like a lot of us, especially in our industries of consciousness and spiritual business can talk about that in our lives, but specifically in how your business, you know, could, could use your business hours. You could create space to think about where in your business, um, there's over under mothering and, um, Creating time, no matter how short or how long, to reflect and be receptive to what messages
1: come to you. I think that's perfect. Yeah. All right, y'all. We Thank will see you. you
0: next week. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for episode three. Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, do us a favor and subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the more people will discover us. Just search The Lunar Lab Podcast in iTunes. Thanks so much.